God is good. And I want to share with you today in this series on foundations. Last week was introductory, Psalm 11. David wrote, he said, when the foundations are destroyed or when they're shaken, what can the righteous do? David said, I will take refuge in God. But he said to his enemies who were trying to discourage him, why would you say to me, flee like a bird to the mountains? So for the follower of Jesus Christ, we have the, the unique option and the privilege and the gift of taking refuge in the Lord our God that becomes a strong tower, a place of protection, a place of restoration, a place of seeing things from his perspective. This week, I want to share with you from the book of Hebrews chapter 11. It's called the Hall of Fame of Faith. But this week is Faith Foundations. And there's two words that are the theme through this 11th chapter of Hebrews. And you see it over and over. It's by faith, by faith, by faith. In fact, there's a pattern here. And I'd encourage you to read the book of uh, the, the, the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. Notice this. And what it would be was uh, the God, the Holy Spirit would inspire the writer and says, by faith, Abraham. By faith, Abraham, it would name the specific action that he did, and then it would name the results. And it gives this tremendously long, a wonderful list of examples to encourage us on. And then what the first verse of, of uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says, Therefore, seeing we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Can you say with me, he is the author and the finisher of my faith, is Jesus Christ. Praise his name. Amen. So this is how I want to share with you how faith works. There's three things. Uh, the main idea is this, is that only a strong foundational faith, and I call it holy faith, because faith comes from God. Other people can believe in, but faith is spiritual. It comes from God. So only a foundational holy faith can catalyze the abundant life of Jesus Christ in our own lives. Last Sunday morning, um, I would say most of you weren't aware of it, uh, but it was in question whether I would preach or not. In fact, I had sent my, I, what happened, I woke up in the morning, and this had never happened before, the room was spinning around, you know, no matter what, and I, I said, I need a drink of water. I can tell you, I could hardly stagger there to, to get a drink of water. I was holding onto the walls, and I thought I was going to fall down. I got nauseous. I was, I won't tell you what I was doing next, but it was, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Um, my wife did what they call the Epley maneuver for me. And uh, I even, I even sent my notes to Pastor Bobby, our associate pastor and youth pastor who was here for the offering and the announcements. I said, Bobby, just be prepared. You might have to preach this morning. But on the way to church, I, I, I just said, Lord, I'm going to ask you to touch my body. On the way to church, I got in my pickup truck, and the road started going like this. Has anyone ever had that experience before? 
uh, and I was not drunk, all right? I was not drunk. So whether you've had that experience from being there or something else, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, I called my mom, who is a woman of faith and prayer, and I said, Mom, I need you to pray for me. I'm, I'm good. We have church. I, God's put a word in my heart this morning. I believe he wants me to deliver it. I just need you to pray for me. And boy, she immediately kicked in and she says, Oh, Jesus, you are our Lord and you are our healer. You died, Lord, to save us and to set us free, but also to deliver us. God, I pray for Paul right now that you would touch him. Lord, you've used him and we've brought him up to be your servant. And by faith, we claim that you'll touch his body right now in Jesus' name. Now, let me tell you what happened. I don't know about you, but when I get sick, really sick, like running to the bathroom sick, it's hard to pray for myself. How many would just acknowledge that and say, yeah, it's hard to pray for myself? And, and you're welcome to comment on that if you want. Just don't be too graphic. But when my mom, who is, who, who is a servant of the Most High God, who has this holy faith, that burns in her heart at age 90, when she began to pray and speak that word of faith to my life, faith welled up inside of me, and all of a sudden it went from me to asking, oh God, please touch my body, to Lord, I believe you're going to touch me in Jesus' name. I believe I'm going to be able to minister this morning in the powerful name of Jesus. And guess what? If you were here, he did it. Praise the Lord. Amen. Isn't God good? Can someone say God's good this morning? <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1, 2, and 3, and 6 says this talks about what happens when God's holy faith is in our hearts. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the men of old gained approval. By faith, we understand the worlds were prepared by the Word of God, the powerful Word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. Verse 6, And without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he that comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is the rewarder of those who seek Him, diligently seek Him. Can someone say, Thank you, Lord, for the power of Your Word that endures forever. Praise His name. God's holy faith in our heart. First of all, I want to encourage you this morning. You might say, Pastor Ball, boy, my faith seems weak. Uh, it might be. Uh, it might be. But as you enter the process, the life of faith, of living by faith, and the reason the words are here, by faith, because historically for the people of God, it has always been by faith. We don't follow Jesus Christ because of our buildings. How many understand what I'm saying? Our faith is not made strong because we have a nice parking lot, but it is by faith that we walk in Him, by faith. So here's the good news this morning. Faith comes from God, 
and that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, I'm not going to ask yourself to grade where you are on a scale of 1 to 10 if it's number 1, weak faith, or number 10, strong faith. But in your mind, you can put yourself somewhere in there. It's okay. And if you want to do that on, in the comments, you can say, well, hey, I'm a 7, or I'm a 2, or I'm a 1, or I'm like Thomas, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. But the good news is this. Because he's the author and the finisher of our faith, our faith is a work in progress. Can someone say praise God? It is a work in progress. Everyone, everyone that comes to God has a measure of faith, and they're saving faith when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive our sins and that, and that he can come into our heart and our life and, and we can become his follower, that saving pay, faith. There's also living faith that we're all called to, and then some have what I call, what the Scripture calls the gift of faith. I mean, they can believe God to move mountains and skyscrapers to be built and you name it, but God calls us all to a living faith. But because He's the author and finisher of our faith, God is at work in you and me. Now, just, I, I have, I, I just, if, if you're following the Scripture, notice this in verse number 34. Here's the really exciting thing. In this hall of fame of faith, and I mean, they're, go, they're going up. They're said uh, Sarah, and the, and the name Abraham, and Abel, and Noah built an ark, and, and uh, Samson, and the prophets of old, and some were either sawn in two, listen to this, by faith, looking for what God had in obedience to the Lord. But this is what verse 34 says. It's so important. It said, and all these... They became strong in their weakness. Just say with me, church, strong in my weakness. Say that with me. Strong in my weakness. Please say it out loud. Strong in my weakness. We all have some weakness when it comes to faith and believing God, but God has a process for our lives. One step at a time as we say, Lord, my faith is in you. My hope is in you. And he will take even the weaknesses in our lives and make them strong. Praise God. Amen. In fact, I remember when I, we were in Southeastern um, Bible College, Southeastern now University, and I laid uh, my eyes. I happened to see this pretty little uh, blonde-headed, blue-eyed uh, lady at the lunch counter taking the tickets, and I was absolutely smitten. She's now my wife, thank God. But one of the wise professors who used to write in the Pentecostal Evangel, he took my wife aside and he said, Now, Chrissy, he said, I just want you to do, you can do a whole lot better than him. He's not going to amount to much in life. All I can say is praise God. God has made me strong in my weakness. Can someone say amen? Praise the Lord. Amen. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Listen, it's not whether we spike our hair or tear our jeans or we wear the right things or we always do the song set. That's not what this is about. God makes us strong in our weakness when we surrender our lives to him and his process. God's faith is transcendent. The writer said that by faith we understand that the worlds were made by God and that he spoke something out of nothing. Something out of nothing. 
God as a follower of Jesus Christ, God asks us to speak words of faith that He puts in our heart. That loved one that seems so far from God, there's nothing there, there's no hope, there's nothing. God puts it in our hearts to pray for them by faith. God puts in our hearts to for when, when, when we were pastoring in western Pennsylvania, that far away place it seemed, we came to Baltimore, and I, my good Lord, I'd never seen so, many, so much traffic. I'd never seen so many people. I'd never, I, in my life, we lived in rural Armstrong County, and God said, I'm calling you to plant a church there. And everyone said, don't do it. You'll starve. Your kids will starve. They'll be psychologically ruined. Let me tell you, in our weakness, God has made us strong. And look what the Lord has done. Can someone say amen? Amen. But God, greater than the mountain, God is greater than the enemy. He's greater than my fears and doubts. And so by faith, we understand and we act on, not on, we don't act on the realities of what we see, but we act on the reality of God because faith transcends us in His reality, which is spiritual. Ours is temporal. Faith doesn't consider adverse or, or circumstances or the pressure of the crowd. And neither does it blame other people. Listen, is God calling you to do something great for God? Then you do it. You say, well, they're not cooperating. Well, welcome to the club. Any great thing that God has ever called us to is going to have pushback, feedback, going to have people that are under, they don't understand you. My mom was the only one that prayed for me and said, Paul, if God's called you at age 39 to plant a church and back then, you know, 39 was, I guess, to be a, you're long in the tooth to plant a church and leave what you have, then you do it because this is what God has for your life. We do it because God speaks to us. Faith pleases God and believes. Faith alone pleases God. I don't, listen, I, I, I'm going to speak to you as a pastor this morning. I don't know what's in your heart. I, I don't know who's here. I don't know who's taking their kids to the soccer and to swim and dance in the middle of COVID-19, but not being in the house of God with them on Sunday morning. And I see the pictures. You're jammed together in restaurants and toasting this and toasting that. But you can't come to the house of God on Sunday morning when we're safer than any place that you, I mean, what with temperature checks. I'm just saying we need to examine our hearts. Is there an amen this morning? Is there an oh me? All right, in the comments, say amen or oh me, or pastor, would you quit to meddling to start preaching again? All right, I'm going to move on. But I grieve for our precious children when as adults we think that, we, that God serves us instead of us, we serving God. Is there an Amen. Is there an amen? Amen. A strong faith is a nurtured faith. It's not a, this is not an elective course. This is not basket weaving 101. This is core. It's by faith. The men of old and the men and women today, uh, uh, just like the men and women of old, please God. 
Faith empowers us to do great things and overcome. I'm just going to ask you, friend, do you have COVID faith or a holy faith? I've had business people in the church, we've talked, had conversations. They say, you know what, Pastor, we're so tired of vendors saying, well, because of COVID, we're not doing that anymore. How many of you have experienced someone that's told you, well, because of COVID, we're not doing that anymore? We're going away for a few days, and the person, the Airbnb, says, well, because of COVID, we're not providing the sheets and towels and anything anymore. We're not doing that. Oh, so we bring our own nasty stuff and leave germs all over the place for the next person to come? And we said, well, that's just a deal breaker. For us, we want you to sanitize the place and clean it. You know what? I know that's not spiritual, but how many hear what I'm saying? Church, I want to challenge you. God's got something big for us. I can feel it. I can see it. It's in my heart. I'm praying for it. I see it on the horizon. But we can only take this thing by faith, and COVID faith does not work in this present day and this present generation. Verses 7 through 10, By faith Noah, being warned by God about things not seen in reverence, prepared an ark for the salvation of his household by which he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he lived as an alien in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise, for he was looking for the city which has foundations. He was looking for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Noah, his overcoming faith, condemned the wickedness around him. The holy faith that God puts in your heart and in my heart is an antidote for the spirit of this age. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. It's an antidote for the wickedness and the spirit of this age. Noah built the ark. And they said, No, what are you doing? He said, It's going to rain. They said, Rain. There's never happened to rain. We don't know what you're talking about. He said, I'm building an ark. I'm doing what God told me. God's Word said He preached to the generation 120 years. What He did, He bore witness to God. His act of obedience that by faith He gave, bore witness to God and bore prophetic witness to a godless generation. The other day we're out on my boat. Had a great time. We're just trying to squeeze out another uh, boat, uh, boating trip, crabbing trip. And we, we started to run a little low on fuel. And I said, I, and uh, we're coming on the way in, and a boat was there, and they, we slowed down. They said, hey, can you tow us in? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I 
takes a whole lot more fuel to tow somebody than under your own power. We said, sure, we'll tow you. Throw us the, the rope. So where, we're, where we were, where we were um, there's a, a bridge, a train trestle that goes across, and, uh, and we had to, we were pretty far away from the main area, the channel, and I didn't, we didn't dare run up there because we literally were, were almost on fumes. So we had to take them between this narrow place. It was a tricky place. And the winds were now blowing and the current and the tide was running strong. And when you tie a boat off, they were tied off to the side. So you had our boat, which is seven feet wide, and their boat, which was eight feet wide. That's 15 feet. And there wasn't hardly any, any room to mess with or you'd run into the concrete pillars. And I didn't dare go too fast because, because they weren't under power. But I told them, I said, just steer your boat. But how many know steering your boat only works if you're under power? Either your own power or someone else's power. We start going through there, and I'm, I'm trying to go through, challenging the wind and the current, the waves, and I'm trying to look at them, and they're getting awfully close. And I, I let up on the throttle, and all of a sudden I heard them say, just keep on going. And we pulled them through. The only way that they could make it through was under our power, but they had to keep a tight line. They had to steer in the direction. I believe what God has for us, church, today, is the only way that we can make it in these tricky days, these perilous days, and these tight times, is not to attempt our own power and steering our own ship we don't have enough power to overcome. And you can't steer a boat when there's no power. Be connected by faith to God and keep moving ahead. How many hear what I'm saying? Faith is the evidence and the conviction. Move forward. And by and by, after a while, we got them up to the dock. We got ourselves up to the dock. We got home and we made it home in time for, well, we had crabs right after that. It was a good day after all. Abraham, obedient faith takes great steps and thrives. Abraham, it was said of him that by faith he lived in an alien and land of promise, but he was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. I, I just, I want to encourage us by faith, let it be said of our generation, let it be said of grace of Bel Air, let it be said of my life, by faith I've given myself to looking for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. There are no foundations in this world that cannot be shaken, but there is one who will not be shaken. That's the God in heaven that we serve, praise his name. And I want to end with this. A living faith speaks to the generations who come after us. Verse number four. 
By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous. God testifying about his gifts through faith. Though he is dead, he still speaks. Abel still speaks today because he offered a better sacrifice. Not a COVID faith that's camouflaged with what's going on around us. But friend, you and I have been made in the, in the image of God. You are a living soul. And God gives us the privilege of living by faith so that when we're gone, when we're gone, that our life will not just be a nice memory for somebody, but our life will still speak and have influence for the generations to come. Can someone say praise God? Praise the Lord. That's the legacy I want for my grandkids. How about you? That our life still speaks when we're long, long gone, when the tears have been shed at our funeral, all of that. And they say, oh, he did this. Oh, he did that. My mom, my mom did this. My mom did that. And by the way, my grandson said, uh, <laughs> said this week, uh, he was helping me on something, and, and I, so I took him in, I fed him, and, and Chris had made some sourdough coffee cake. How many could go for that, you know, pretty soon right now, you know? And he's eating that, he's eating something else homemade, and he looked at me, he said, Papa, you know what? I said, no, no, John, John, what? He said, you sure hit the jackpot when you married my mom. I said, praise God. You know what? You're right. I hit the jackpot. But I, own a, I not only want to hit the jackpot, I want to hit the target of faith dead on so we serve God together. Things don't always turn out the way that we want. There have been struggles. There have been headwinds. We've been T-boned by the enemy. But by the grace of God, I'm standing today. Can someone say amen? By the grace of God, we're more than conquerors through Jesus Christ that loved us. I want my life to speak to the generations of my children and my children's children and their children to the thousandth generation. By faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice. And church, I'm going to ask you a real serious question. What's your better sacrifice? And are you living the better sacrifice that God has called you to at one time? It's the only thing that will speak to the generations. Offering to the Lord the better sacrifice. Isaac and Jacob, it said that they, that they blessed the generations to come. Joseph leaned on his staff down in Egypt. God's Word records this. Verse 20 and 21, By faith Isaac blessed Jacob. Esau, even regarding things to come, by faith Jacob, as he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leading on the top of his staff. I really like that. Here's old Joseph. He's about to die. He's in Egypt. He's leaning on his staff. He didn't have the strength to stand, or he was just old. And all you young ones, that's where you're headed. So don't look at me and think that it's only me. You're all headed there too. He's leaning on his staff, and by faith, he gave instructions 
concerning his bones. He did not know for it'd take 400 years, but it was by faith. He said, don't leave me here in Egypt. Take me to that place that God has prepared for us. David fulfilled the purpose of God in his generation. What purpose does God have for you to do great things, to be a witness in this world, and to speak to the generations to come? I'm going to have, uh, Josh, would you come right now in the band? Church, would you, just going to ask you, let's close ourselves in right now. We've heard the word of God. Those that are online, you've heard the word of God. I've shared God's heart about faith. It's only by faith. We can't get there under our own power. But it's by faith that God gives to us. And as we respond to God, He makes our weakness strong because He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Ask you if you would just close yourself in with God this morning. Whatever your situation is, you might find yourself in a place where God has called you to do something and just a lot of adversity. God wants you to know that you are just where He wants you, He's working in your life. He's the author and the finisher. He's not through with you yet. But by faith, by faith, you can offer the better sacrifice. You might be in a situation where things have happened to you. God wants you to know by faith, He's still the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He's powerful to heal, to save, to deliver, to forgive our sins, to set us free. This morning, if if you if you I'm going to ask you if you'd say, Lord, I, your word has ministered to me this morning, and I want to respond to it by faith. I want to lay hold of what your word says. Will you just raise your hand along with mine today? Yes, 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 yes. This morning, whether here or online, Facebook or website. This morning is the day that you can begin life anew. It's called being born again. For Jesus will be the author and the finisher of your life, of your faith. You don't have to go it alone. He's there for you today. If you say, Pastor Paul, I'm going to take that step of faith. I believe that what God has is for me because that's what his word says. I want to become a follower of Jesus Christ. I want to be born again. I'm going to ask him to forgive me, to make everything right between us and give me his life. If that's you, you're here, would you raise your hand? Just raise your hand right now. Say, that. yeah, that's me. I'm going to take that step of faith. If you're online, if that's you, all you have to do is you just raise your hand or comment says, yes, I'm taking that step of faith. In Jesus' strong name, praise God. Father, we love you. We're so humbled by your word. We're so humbled, Lord, that you would, by faith, call us. We're so humbled, Lord, that you would ask us 
to live a better sacrifice. We are so humbled, Lord, at the thought that one day we're going to see you and we're going to hear those words, well done. We're so humble, but we're also so grateful, Lord, that by faith the lines can be tight between us and you. And Lord, we go with your power and not our own strength. I commend each one to you, Lord. You love them. I love them as a church. We love each one. We're grateful for their lives. Lord, whether we're weak or strong, we all have some area. Lord, we simply want the best in our lives for your glory and honor. Thank you for this holy faith. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise God. Isn't God good? Can someone say amen? Praise the Lord. God's good. Amen.